Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com here with a name you know. And you know her because we interviewed her a few months ago, and a lot has happened since then. Usually, I like to wait like a year or something, but Deanna Perrazzo, you've had so much stuff happen. My whole life's changed. Yeah, or Deanna Pirazzo, I think it was, that someone spelled your name the other day with an I. Oh, I'm so used to that. I feel like no one can ever get my name right. What's the worst misspelling of your name you've ever seen? I'm a Sean who spells my name S-E-A-N, so I see a lot of them. But you've you've got some Z's in there, and it seems like people can't sound them out. Right. I think that was the worst one. Um, Pyroxa? I don't know how to say it. I think that's the worst one I've seen. Because sometimes it's just like an E instead of a U. Uh, it's one R or one Z or whatever. Um, I've just accepted my fate. And, like, it's my real name. It's on my birth certificate. There's nothing I can do about it. So it is what it is. <laughs> how, how do you balance that as a wrestling character who plays a wrestling character but you're playing Deanna Perrazzo, then you go home, you go to the supermarket, and you are still Deanna Perrazzo. You know what's so funny that you say that is, so I am in college, right? And every other week we have to do like a discussion question. Mm-hmm. And I answered my discussion question last night uh, before it was due. And we have to reply to our peers with why we disagree with their answer, why we agree with their answer. And someone at the bottom replied to mine like, hey, whatever about the... Chinese dynasty, blah, 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 blah. Um, also, I'm a big wrestling fan. Best wishes. And I was like, oh, hell no. Um, because that was the first time in a long time that, like, my worlds have coexisted like that. And I was like, no, no, I hate it. I hate it. Um, but for the most part, I feel like I'm me. And the virtuosa character just has, like, elements of who I really am in my real life and my real life interests and hobbies and uh, stuff like that. So it's not too far-fetched of a, of a coexistence, but um, that's the first time that it's like co-mingled like that, and I hated it. 
And you're as I mean, as you grow and you get more experience, which you've got plenty of, you're gonna get a lot of those people that have trouble separating you from the you you play on TV, especially with the fact that you use your real name. Yeah. I always just thought like, you know, Damien years and years ago was like, you should have a new name. And I always just thought like with the way tech technology has advanced and like Wikipedia and Google, like everyone would know what my real name was anyway. Um, and if I'm authentic to who I am in wrestling, then it's not too, again, not too far off from who, uh, you know, Deanna Prazo really is. So I didn't want to play a, a different name, a different character in wrestling because it would be very easy for society to find out what my real name is, who I really am. Um, so I've just kind of embraced that. Well, since the last time we spoke to you, your, your fortunes have changed quite a bit. Uh, you were coming off of a WWE run and a release and, maybe a couple weeks after we spoke, you debuted for Impact Wrestling and made an immediate impact, not to use the pun, but then you became <laughs> Knockouts Champion. Explain to me how who makes the first contact to you and says, we want to bring you in. Yeah, well, so Madison Rain is like, one of my biggest supporters, one of my greatest friends, and, um, you know, through my whole... Uh, WWE stuff like she just kind of knew where my head was at and you know she was one of the first people I told when I was you know released that it had happened and um she just kind of was like you're gonna be fine don't worry about it um and she was a really big advocate for me coming to impact and um so she kind of just always knew how I felt and and what I was going through and how I was feeling about it and um just kind of always was like hey you know you don't ever have to worry about having an opportunity here if you want it. Uh, and when the time is right, I will do what I can to, to help you um, come here. And so, you know, through her, then I talked to Scott Demore and things just kind of fell into place after, um, you know, my 30 day non-compete. And I was able to, after those 30 days, the first episode of Impact um, was right after. Uh, it was like two days later and I was able to, you know, make that immediate impact. Were you surprised that you only got a 30-day non-compete? 90 is the traditional, but it seemed like the NXT releases got much shorter. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, every contract is kind of standard with what that would be. So I wasn't really sure what it would be. I had to ask when I was on the phone, but I was happy it was only 30 days because it gave me those opportunities to, like, you know, make those impacts and make those impressions right away and kind of get my feet um, grounded in what I would be doing next. And, and, you know, I didn't have to dwell for a very long. I know for a lot of people, they're excited to get that 90 days pay. But I think for you coming off of a creatively frustrating run, which you readily admit getting right back yeah. out there seemed like it benefited you the most. You had the buzz of Deanna Perrazzo, well-traveled, but still young wrestler is out there on the free agent market. Did you find that that benefited you? Absolutely. I think I was, you know, um, I got to impact before the good brothers did. I got to impact before he did. Like I was the first person to, um, on any brand get out there right after this, like day of reckoning happened. So I think, um, for me and the fan base that I've established over the years, they really wanted to see me do well and really supported me through those whole 30 days. Um, and then when I was able to, you know, my vignette played on impact, it was like, 
oh crap that you know like it just aided to the surprise and um to, to people really wanting to see what my next steps were and, and see me do well and um you know, Impact's given me the platform to like do everything I wanted to do and uh, take all those frustrations and get rid of them and uh, put myself on a brand new platform. So to be able to do that like right off the bat, I think changed the game for me completely. This wasn't your first rodeo in Impact. You'd been around in, in TNA Impact, whatever it was named at the time, not to disrespect it, but you had appeared there. Not only that, yeah. but extremely early in your career. You, you got some television exposure there very, very early. Yeah. Yeah, um, my eighth, and it's so funny because my so my phone right now is like propped up high enough so you can see me at my desk, and just under the stack of DVDs that my phone is on, <laughs> um, there's Knockouts Knockdown 2014. I'm gonna try to pull it out slowly without uh -oh. screwing up the camera, but I swear, like my eighth professional match in front of a crowd was at Knockouts Knockdown 2014 against Brooke Tessmacher. I was 18 years old, um, or I had. Yeah, I wasn't even 19 yet. Here it is. Oh, we're falling. It's amazing. There it, is. <laughs> um, it was just, I, I was so in over my head. Like, I, I almost killed her with body slams because I was so nervous and didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, to, to be able to have my career kind of come full circle like that. And now I can't get this thing to, to stand back up straight. There we go. Um, to have my career come full circle. And, um, you know, go from that shy little girl who didn't know what she was getting herself into to this like confident virtuosa um that's more than a nickname it's a moniker or more than a moniker it's a transformation from that little girl to who i am now um this whole last few months has been so special to me because of the past i had with impact or with tna how had things changed <laughs> since then like for example impact's been through a lot of regimes this one seems to be the most steady that they've had in a long time i spoke yeah. to uh the former Tara, Lisa Marie Varon. And when she left TNA 10 years ago, she's like, oh, I'll never go there. I talked to her two or three weeks ago, and she's like, well, I can't say that, that now. There's there's a lot of people there I like. Gail Kim is there. Like, there's a lot of people there that I respect, and it's changed my perception. How did your yeah. perception of the company change or your experience there change based on your return? Yeah, my, I mean, like, I, I wasn't in the company then. So I just came in for the knockouts, knockdown, and then another one. And then I did, um, you know, a couple explosion matches and just one shot opportunities. Um, and for me, something that was always lacking was like the character. And, you know, of course, I was brand new. I had no idea how to work a hard cam or floor cams or, you know, how to give a body slam. Um <laughs> properly so the second time I came back it was like I'm confident in my wrestling ability but uh, I still don't have like a character to it and this time I had all that written out that first conversation I had with Scott I was like I have an entire character synopsis this is who I think I am I have vignettes I'll send you like I really had a good basis of who I had become from those prior experiences and and if that's what you're looking for I had that now um, so I kind of, this time around, gave them no opportunity to say, like, you don't have this, or you don't have this, or you're not ready for this. It was, uh, this is the virtuosa, here's her character, here's her real life, this is the backstory, and, um, you know, you can't say no now. <laughs> so in poking around, talking to people at NXT, I would always hear that you would pitch your own stuff. Did the months or even years of, whether it be creative frustration or just lack of creative, did that have things ready for you when you were coming to impact like you already probably had an idea of what you wanted to do as you mentioned 
yeah, I had, like I said, an entire thing written up of like, here's the virtuosa and this is the literal definition and, and here's like promo ideas and here's how I'd like her to speak. And, um, you know, th that kind of fell on deaf ears before, but it was so welcomed at Impact and, and they just took it and were like, you know, everything about this character, roll with it. So, you know, um, I came off with like, oh, I had such bad experiences and I'm frustrated and I need to vent all my grievances. But I really, um, you know, from my time, you know, before Impact really got to like, it, it brought in my character development and it's made this transition into Impact 10 times easier because um, I was able to give them a format of who I thought I was. And every week I'm able to, you know, explore uh, different scenarios that the virtuosa is and how she would react in certain situations and to different characters. And it's just something I've never gotten the chance to do before. So I'm learning more and more about myself every single week as, as we go on to Bound for Glory. Speaking of Bound for Glory, uh, October 24th, Impact Bound for Glory already has a stacked card. As we're filming this, uh, your, your match was officially announced this past week against Kylie yeah. Ray, who earned, earned her opportunity at Slammiversary. This will not be your first time facing Kylie Ray. I know for sure of at least two singles matches. I know a couple tags, but those were years yeah. ago. You all were different people, <laughs> different wrestlers. What can you draw off that past experience and, and apply it to today? Yeah, I think um, it, it's easy to uh, go after Kylie's character flaws and, and you know who Smiley Kylie is on TV, but I have wrestled Kylie before. And I had a lot of fun um, wrestling her while she was on the come up of the Indies. And now she's kind of taken over. So uh, it is a different her, but there's a lot of elements um, to Kylie Ray that are the same. So I know she's athletic as heck. I know that she's in the best shape of her life. I know that she's training every single day. So um, it's just trying to match her hustle right now and uh, get to that same level of like preparedness that she's always at. When you saw the roster that this impact wrestling company had was that a draw to you to come to their come to the company because it's it's unreal i mean even even after tessa blanchard left you look and it's like oh well this, they're not missing a beat they've got right. jordan grace and they've got kylie ray and now they've got diana Tanil just popped back up and she Tanil admitted to me that seeing like you and kylie were a big reason why she came back and why she was ready to get back in the ring was that a drawing point for you Oh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, having a stacked women's division and really putting that at the forefront of their product isn't something that Impact or TNA was shy of doing ever. So kind of seeing, you know, Kylie there, Jordan there, Taya Valkyrie there, um, you know, Nevaeh just had debuted, Tasha Steeles had debuted, watching all of these girls who I knew from the indies get these opportunities to be put at the forefront of a division and really getting the, um, getting the time to develop themselves on TV every week uh, was everything I was looking for. So um, on top of, you know, getting that time and that development, like there's so many women um, that have been mainstays in this division, like Havoc, like Rosemary, um, you know, Madison Rain was in that Slammiversary gauntlet match. Um, Gail Kim is behind the scenes. There's so many opportunities to learn and to grow and to have new opponents um, and to continually, like, bring myself to a new level with these women. Uh, that made it so so exciting for me. You were, again, very outspoken that you thought you could do more the last couple of years. 
Based yeah. on how you have succeeded in Impact Wrestling, do you feel like vindicated? Do you feel like this is what I told you guys I could do and now I'm doing it? <laughs> a little bit, but I also feel like there's a tremendous amount of pressure on me to perform at that level that I said I could perform at. And um, with Impact taking this chance on me and, and you know, all the things that I said, you know, before I really got started in the division, I take this role so seriously and I'm constantly like, getting time in the ring and working on new things and try to up my cardio and get in better shape and, and, you know, bring my gear to the next level every time, because I want to prove uh, not only myself, right. But the people that believed in me and the people that are giving me these opportunities, like they need to know how heavily it weighs on me and how much I appreciate it. So um, there's so much pressure that I felt going into Slammiversary. Um, there's 10 times more pressure that I've put on myself going into Bound for Glory now because not only do I need to retain my championship, but um, you know I can't be like a one-hit wonder. I can't be a, a fluke. Um, I need to like bring it to that same level, then some, uh, the second time around. Now, admittedly, before Slammiversary, when we would do like the prediction shows, I'd be like, ah, Deanna's not winning that. She doesn't have a contract. She's, it was pretty <laughs> widely known that you were working per appearance. Were you surprised that they were willing to instill their trust in? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Someone who hadn't signed long-term yet. I think going into Slammiversary, I was very honest about, like, I like everything about this. I like the vibe here. I like the girls here. I like, um, you know, how I'm treated. I, I feel very much a part of and all of the things that I felt I was lacking on like a fundamental human basis prior, I feel at this place. And um, I made that known of like, you know, it might just be a, a one shot thing, but like, this is where I want to make my home and I want to grow in this place. So um, I, I was surprised, but I was also like, this is a good sign and this is good for me and I'm going to plant some roots here um, and to, to be given the trust, you know, not just to be the champion, but to come in and, and go right for the champion and be getting these storylines and all of the, the TV time and the social media stuff that I've been able to do. Um, it shows that they have equal trust. So um, as surprising as it was, I feel like we had a mutual understanding of like, I, I would love to be here long-term, you know? Yeah. So uh, that was my next question this is a place where you're looking to, to be long-term. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, like I've been here now for since May, so five, you know, almost five months now. And um, I'm happy with everything I've been doing. I'm happy to um, stick around and I'm happy to continue to defend my championship uh, on every pay-per-view for the long term. <laughs> How did you feel defending that championship in an, a knockouts Ironman match? I mean, that, that had to be almost an honor, a challenge. What kind of emotions are going through your head when that happens? I was so like, <laughs> I don't even know how to process this. Um, because for the longest time, it was like I'm wrestling five minute matches. I'm wrestling six minute matches. And, you know, Jordan and I had, I think we did 17 or 18 minutes on the pay-per-view. And, and um, now we're getting a first ever uh, Iron Man knockouts match. Like, I was just kind of blown away. Again, at that trust that they have in me to not only then deliver on the pay-per-view, but 
you know, continue to build the story and deliver in a first ever make history kind of match. It was um, very overwhelming and like, you know, you know me and, and the little girl that I wanted to be that changed the perception of women's wrestling, like wanted these opportunities and wanted to be a first ever. So um, to get the opportunity to do that, and there's not very many opportunities left to do things like that now um, was incredible for me. Did you grow up watching like the TNA knockouts or were you more of a ring of honor WWE girl? Like which, what did you grow up watching? Yeah, I grew up, I, I think like everyone originally like a WWE fan. Um, and then, you know, I was a big Hardy boys fan and when (laughs) they made the transition over, um, and Jeff Hardy was on impact, uh, or if it was TNA at the time, like I was flipping through and saw him and I loved Shannon Moore. So, um, you know, they were all in, in, in that time on TV and I used to tune in to watch them, but then to see, you know, these women, um, you know, breaking that mold and and that glass ceiling, however you want to say it, way before their time and so ahead of the curve, like, um, it gave me hope that, like, if these women could do it, like, there's possibility for it to be done elsewhere. And, you know, I just need to turn 18 so I can go to wrestling school and be a part of this. I mean, TNA itself, TNA Impact now has just turned 18. So I think it's kind of cool that you're seeing people, like, when when you draw off of Kiara Hogan, they can refer back to YouTube videos she did 10 years ago where she's like, TNA Knockouts division is so much better than WWE's. <laughs> like, there are people on the roster that are now coming of that age that grew up watching and being inspired by Awesome Kong and, and people like that. That at Taylor Wilde, even, who's gotten back into wrestling, like, there's, there's a yeah. lot of that. Uh, we- yeah, and there's so many opportunities now. Like, I got to be... Um, in the ring with Awesome Kong. Not only did um, yeah, I get to wrestle Awesome Kong on the indies, and I submit her, which is crazy, and I don't know yes. that that's ever happened before. Um, I got to be in the ring with Awesome Kong on um, an Impact, like, one night only pay-per-view. We did a big uh, women's gauntlet match. Chelsea Green was in the match. Um, you know, Mia Yim was still in Impact. Um, Rebel was there. Marty Bell was there. Whenever that time was, like, Awesome Kong eliminated me. She gave me and Chelsea a double stroke slam and then threw us both out of the ring. So, um, you know, just to, to have been inspired by these women, I just did Taylor Wilde's um, Wild On podcast a couple weeks ago. Madison Rain is one of my best friends. Gail Kim gets to produce my matches at Impact. Like, yeah. it's just, it's come full circle and it's really inspiring. And it really, um, you know, as, you know, someone who uh, is watching girls come up now, it gives me that motivation to, like, be a helping hand and, and do right by them and want to inspire uh, these women to, you know, make these changes in women's wrestling and, and wrestling as a whole. We have some interesting reader questions. A Chelsea G from Victoria... British Columbia, Canada, sent in a question that said, if you were stranded on a deserted island, who would you choose to be with you? Fitz, Cuddy, or Chelsea Green? (laughs) She writes into all of these these interviews. Um, I I mean, that's... She also asked you to do one of your high school cheers. Oh, well, that's not happening. Um... I think that I, if I could, I don't think Fitzgerald is a person. So I'm going to pick Chelsea and then I'm going to pack Fitz in the suitcase that comes with me. I also, and then Cuddy can hit the road. I also had a very uh, a unique question sent from, from a dental office in Pittsburgh that asked, Oh, okay. Who is your favorite current women's wrestler and why is it Britt Baker? Oh, uh, well, 
because Brickmaker is a dentist, isn't she? Um, I, I, I don't think that there's any connection between that and the question. I mean, I just think it just yeah, but it's I would a coincidence. Say if I had to pick a favorite dentist um, that's also a wrestler, it would obviously be Burt Baker. There's a couple. You, you've got other options if you want to explore those. I mean, look at Kane. No. He's, he's the mayor now. Yeah, no, I'm going to stick with Burt Baker. Oh, so... I, <laughs> As we're filming this, you, uh, I mean, I, I canceled my trip to the collective as well. You were booked for it. You were booked for Josh Barnett's blood sport. And that is a very unique style that is kind of coming back to the forefront. How did you feel when you were booked for that and kind of run me through the decision to withdraw, which I mean, a few people have for, for their safety and you got bound for glory coming up. Right. So I was, when I spoke to Josh for the first time, I was like, Oh my God, I'm, Am I really going to do blood sport? Is this really happening? I'm kind of scared. Do I want to? Um, but then I thought, why not? You know, it's just uh, another layer to me. If I if I claim myself to be the greatest female technical wrestler in the world, I should not turn down this opportunity to prove it um, on Josh Barnett's blood sport. Um, so that's why I chose to do it. But uh, unfortunately, just with the craziness of the world right now and the uncertainty of... Uh, being asymptomatic or showing symptoms and not knowing, you know, I just, I really needed the time, um, you know, gosh, God forbid something happened or I didn't feel well to properly isolate if need be. And between this weekend and Bound for Glory, there wouldn't have been enough time to do that um, just on the off chance. So it was purely precautionary. Um, I just wanted to be, you know, at my healthiest and definitely be able to be at Bound for Glory. Um, And that meant, you know, not taking a booking that a million people are going to be at and, and be surrounded um, by all that uncertainty. Yeah. I had, I think like two dozen interviews set up and it sucked to go to all those people and say, I am not, not doing this, but it's, it's ultimately a matter of safety and obviously impact is where your, your bread is buttered right now. Right. I mean, I am the knockout champion, so I have an obligation to uh, be present for Bound for Gloria, be present for our tapings thereafter and and just be healthy and and be aware of every decision that I make and how that's going to reflect upon, you know, my company. But, um, you know, how also my decisions will uh, define, you know, other situations. And I didn't want to be stuck in a situation that was like, I can't defend my championship after, you know, it being announced after um, all the the storytelling we've done, all of the TV we've done leading up to this, like it had to be my number one priority. And, um, you know, it sucked to have to cancel things and people were excited. I was excited, but um, I had to do what my gut was telling me. And I had to do that uh, for impact. Did it, did when you informed them, did it seem amicable and all that? Like there might be another opportunity down the road? Yeah, I was just like, hey, listen, like, you know, with people that are coming forward and uh, it just seems like it's a, a little um, more than I anticipated right now. And I don't think it puts me in the best position um, to to be safe and to be readily available for my other obligations that are a little bit more important. Um, so, you know, I'm really sorry. And if there's anything you need from me, I can put out a statement. I can, you know, we can rebook, I, you know. Um, everyone just kind of seemed to understand and, and it's just the way of the world right now. We have to, um, you know, put this at the forefront of all our decision-making. So, um, there wasn't any hard feelings as far as I know, everyone was kind of cool about it and understood where I was coming from. As we start to wrap up, I'm really interested to find out like, what is the free agency period during a pandemic? Like, I mean, you had yeah. experience in a variety of different companies. You were, you were booked for all in before, 
before that turned into a company, but you just left WWE. You had experience in Japan, but it's not like you could head over there during that period. Right. <laughs> it seemed like Impact was a match made in heaven for you, like all things considered. Yeah, I, I don't think like I was as scared until I spoke to my dad. And, you know, him just being a dad and, and being worried for me, he was like, okay, well, you, you know, you're paid for the next 30 days, but what are you going to do thereafter? And I was just kind of like, um, well, I can't <laughs> go get a job tomorrow. Like, I can't go back to teaching tomorrow. So um, that was the first moment that I was like, we are in a pandemic. And I haven't had to worry about, you know, how am I going to make money in the longest time? And even before All In or WWE, like, um, I wasn't, I didn't have a full-time job. Wrestling was my full-time job. So, um, just the timing of all of it and impact, you know, welcoming me in from the moment they could, um, just kind of ease those worries. And, uh, even now transitioning into indie wrestling, coming back, um, it's just about my safety. It's about the safety of, of the, of, of my others, um, that are close to me. You know, my boyfriend, um, is looking to get back on TV. I can't, you know, go do an indie and come home and we're both sick. And then he gets called to go back to TV and he can't like, there's yeah. so many layers to, to my decision-making process right now that um, I just have to do what's right for my family and right by impact and um, being present for all of those things. And all of my uh, prior obligations is, is most important, but um, you know, impact was a match made in heaven. I really, really stand by that. That's a really good way to put that. <laughs> you mentioned being a teacher and you mentioned being in college. What are you in college for? I am um, in college for a history degree. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Anything specifically that drew you to that? Um, I'm a big JFK fan. I'm a okay. big, um, like, JFK, Vietnam War, how that all transpired. Um, I'm also really fascinated by, like, the American Revolution um, and World War II. So that whole kind of what a university would define as like U.S. history too, yeah. um, and encompasses all of that. And uh, that was something that I was drawn to while I was still in high school. Um, those were some of my favorite assignments to do. And it just kind of comes natural to me. So when I went to college right after high school, I was um, uh, exercise uh, exercise science major or kinesiology. And it just, the, the biology, the chemistry, um, the mathematics of it is not something I've ever been good at. And I really had to try hard and have tutors and still didn't pass. Um, so I just thought this time around, it's like, do something that interests you naturally and something that you do well um, without a ton of effort, <laughs> um, which sounds lazy, but I, I love um, all the learning I've been able to do. I love, you know, just sitting down on my laptop and typing for hours about all of these subjects. It's, um, it really broadens your mind and um, gives you like a really good basis of, uh, you know, the world. That's one of the things I love most about my job. I get to talk to people like you, learn how things happen, learn about why things happen in a ring, and then I get to tell the rest of the world that. So, I mean, I think that's pretty awesome. It, it's it's a way of learning history in, in another sense, and that's something I've always been drawn to as well. Are you, have you ever been a video gamer? Oh, I'm not. You're not? Um, I've I've tried, like, while Steve plays Calls of du uh, Call of Duty to, yeah. like, try. Um, <laughs> I'm not good at it. I've never been good at it. Um, when, like, SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 and 2007 came out, like, I just had them because I was a big wrestling fan yes. and, and 
just like hit all the buttons but uh i can't even play guitar hero like i can play on oh, the I controller can't. but i cannot play with the guitar you can play with the <laughs> controller yeah oh that's the it's way harder that's way <laughs> harder do all of the mechanics of like tap the thing and hit this thing and press these it's all too much um i like lack that hand-eye coordination i think oh man <laughs> well impact wrestling's bound for glory october 21st 2020 uh 24th 2020 diana perrazzo taking on kylie ray and of course you can catch her every tuesday on access on impact wrestling let the people know where they can follow you on social media and when they can uh, support what you're doing yeah, everyone can follow me at Diana Prazo on Twitter and on Instagram. My only accounts are verified. I feel silly that like every interview I like clarify that. Um, at Diana Prazo with little check mark are my only accounts. <laughs> well, I can tell you it's a good thing because because you follow me on a couple of those, I'll get these random spam Diana accounts that will message me and be like, "Thank you for being number one fan," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Like, why, why are you sitting? There's a few messages that I get all the time and like sporadically, I'll get like a ton at one time. Then I say something about it. And then three months later, I'll get a ton again of like this. Diana Prazo was asking me for my bank account information. And it's like, it's like, I mean, you can it's buy like, no, don't, don't send store. it to that Diana Perrazzo. Send it to me. This Diana Perrazzo. I always say, I'm never going to ask you for bank account information. I'm never going to ask you to send me money. Um, unless I'm then shipping you something. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.